check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Are you ready for the bullshit? Are you ready to laugh? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Wolf Pussy Monologues Podcast, your weekly Wolf Pussy Therapy. Broadcasting from our studio in beautiful Los Angeles. And now, here's your host, Mags. Hello, everyone. We're back in the wolf den one more time this weekend. Just going to wait for a couple of people to fall in. Hello, hello, beautiful. Hello, everyone. Hello. I think I see the limo for my guest. Yes, yes, yes. I think I see. Wait. Yes, that is the limo for my guest. One second. Yes. Right on time. Love it. Hello, love. Good to see ya. Hello, hello, how are you? Hello. Good to see you, how are you? How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Seems like we- I'm sorry, we're having some technical difficulties, Uh uh-oh. I think it's a short delay. Yes, little delay. But I'm glad you made it. Glad to see you. Glad you're here. Thank you so much. I want to formally introduce you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats, dogs, turtles, and whales, please let me introduce you to the man, the original G-man of hip-hop. The man that named and started the whole hip-hop culture in 1975. Professional bodyguard, an MC, entertainer, formerly of the Sugar Hill family. The one, the only, the original G-man of hip-hop, Mr. George Price. Thank you so much for joining us in the Wolf Den today. Uh oh, we got a we got a bad connection. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, there we are. That's much better. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Just, I'm just blessed. I got you loud and clear. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, it's just a pleasure. It's a pleasure to make the hip hop belief, you know, and we got a lot of things going on, and I'm just, we're just blessed to be a part of life right now. Indeed, indeed. I wholeheartedly agree, sir. Thanks again for joining us. Let's start off with something most people don't know about you. <laughs> what you want to know? <laughs> Anything. It can be professional, personal, your call. Something that most people well, don't know. A lot of people don't know that I was also a part of another group that was very big too. It was called Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. So that's It Takes Two, Joy and Pain, all those hits back then in 89 to 96. Wow. Look at that. 
That is a heavy secret there, sir. <laughs> Very yeah, yeah. heavy. I was his personal bodyguard, his living chef, and his hype man from time to time. Wow, wow. <laughs> now, speaking of being a chef, before we get into the hip-hop nitty-gritty, I really wanted to dive in your cooking show. Cooking with G-Man's Healthy Eats <laughs> Live Longer. That sounds like some... Some good shit there. Look, we got one that's one of her favorite shows. Please indulge us, please. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love, I love to chef it up. You know, uh, you know, in life, life gives you twists and turns, and you just got to allow God to order your footsteps, and then he'll open doors for you, some that you didn't even know was in his plan. And, uh, and when you allow him to order your footsteps, his plan always comes to fruition. So I end up getting a culinary degree my bachelor's in psychology, my doctorate in the theology of music, plus I'm a professionally trained bodyguard by the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and not to mention being the man that actually came up with the name hip-hop in 1975 with the affidavits from hip-hop historians and people that, that's been there, who was there when I named it. Uh -huh. Actually, you know, some of the stuff they brought up, I forgot about, and uh, one of the guy, gentlemen happened to be uh, program director here in West Palm Beach, Florida, and been in radio for 35 years, who were also sent in an affidavit, and it all came to their lawyer's office, notarized, and, and it's just amazing that, you know, when you make an impact on somebody's life, sometimes uh -huh. you don't know to the depth that you made that impact, True. and I happen to give this gentleman the first time to rock on a live show, because my DJ didn't make it, so I allow his, this young kid to step up who said he was good, so, you know, I just had a feeling about it. Spirit gave him an opportunity, yeah. and the rest was history. That and, is you know, great. <laughs> that is awesome. How, how long you been cooking? How long you been a professional chef? Wow. Professionally, uh, well, I got my culinary degree back in 19, I want to say, 87. Mm. Back in 1987. So you didn't just yeah, wake I up yesterday to, uh, and say, I want a show. You, you've been doing this. <laughs> yeah, I started in the job in the job course. I graduated uh twenty eight month course in eight and a half months. Uh I, when I came home when I returned home taking a hiatus from the music, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm -hmm. I ended up going to Treasure Island, San Francisco and getting my uh, culinary degree. Wow. And and I've been cooking ever since, you know. <laughs> Wowzers. Well well But I also had a big family. Uh-huh. Was were that was that your yeah, main drive big, to switch to cooking? Yeah, yeah, and a big family. I had a single mom with 13 kids, and, you know, it was always kids at the house, and I always seen her, you know, breaking her back, struggling to uh, make sure everybody had a, a decent uh, meal and a hot plate, and uh, I chose to go in and start helping her at a very, very young age, and, and uh, I've just been cooking ever since. You know, my mother, has she's, she's West Indian, and uh, I lived in the islands for a while, so uh -huh. I picked up a lot of culinary uh, uh attributes down there and of course I'm from New York so I got the East Coast in me so mm -hmm. I got my, fa my father from my father's from North Carolina so I got that Southern in me wow. so I'm a, I'm a Geechee so I I love to cook and I cook all types of all types of cuisine from wow. Italian to Spanish to Chinese to Japanese I get it in what <laughs> oh my goodness can't tell you you was a McDonald's type of cat oh no I know that's right Let's go ahead and do a, 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 a little bit of a topic change. I I got I got the trailer. I've seen it. You guys, are you ready for the movie coming soon? We want to get a release date. We waiting. We waiting for Mad as Hell. I'm always mad as hell, so I related immediately. And in the trailer, 
The one thing you said, you was like, well, what am I paying you for? I said, oh, shit, I got to get up in the theater and see this one right here. What is going on? Like, how did that role yeah, yeah, come I got, about? I got the shirt on. I got, I got the, I got this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and the movie. I just not even thirty minutes ago got the official gold seals from the um from the uh, movie festivals. We came in number one this year, Action Film Fest. Dope. I came in number two with the uh, best new, best uh, action actor. It's amazing because you know, I, you know, it, it just it just comes. It's just coming. Everything is coming full circle now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm writing my uh, I own I own half the film company, so I'm writing a, another movie myself, and uh, which is backed by Maverick Films, and it's called Generational Curse. You know what I mean? So I'm 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 doing my thing. Wow! From the kitchen to the theater, you ain't playing. My goodness! <laughs> like how did this? How did the role in Mad as Hell come about? Did you write? Cool, the write role the, with Matt. Did you co-write or the, the, the role with Matt? No, I actually I, I, I wrote I, I, I helped with my parts and uh, that that movie. Uh, I, my friend Robert Paulham, who was a six-time black belt grandmaster of the martial arts, uh, he he does a lot of black exploitation movies and he does a lot of stuff with uh, a lot of uh, Chinese uh, martial artists because he's a martial artist. You know, like Con, Con, like uh, like like Conan. Uh, like uh, Fred Williamson, who happens to be a friend of mine, Fred Williamson, Fred the Hammer Williamson. Uh, oh. uh, he done so many, so many movies. Cinder Williams and you know uh, Conan Lee. It was uh, what I should have said, Conan Lee, and such a uh, such a, a cast of uh, phenomenal actors from back in the day. Uh-huh. And uh, and we're bringing we're bringing to light some of the new talent that's there. I now own half the film company, so God has been good to me. Mm, and uh, so yes. it's like it's it's lean is lending opportunity to our people to get an opportunity opportunity where they once didn't have. And we're not when I say our people, I'm talking about good people, mm-hmm. true believers, people that that keep God in everything they do. Just like my name, my name is G Man, which stands for God's man. The G stands for God, and the dash between the G and the M stands for the bridge between God and man. Mm. You see what I mean? So it has to have a purpose. Powerful. I totally understand. Besides the the movie, are there any other new projects on the horizon? Well, uh, yeah, my new single that I that I'm getting ready to set up a a full uh, global release is called "Be Where You Are." It features Michael Jackson and the Four Bros, which is uh, a few of my buddies uh, that uh, that I've been uh, doing a lot of work with over the years, and then. I just finished a gospel song with me and Norris Williams, who is a great gospel singer, great big gospel artist, and uh, who is uh, is now getting ready to probably get a Stella. He already is Grammy nominated. Wow. Uh, so uh, the move, the, the move, the, the that song is called uh, "Can't Nobody Do Me Like Jesus," mm-hmm. and I think I sent you a copy of that to look at. And uh, and then also I'm working with uh, Cornelius family, which is uh, Frank Cornelius from the Cornelius. Family from back in the day was the multi-Grammy winner uh, uh, family who just called me uh, uh, a few days ago to do a remake for uh, 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 for a song that was real that was made by Bon Jovi. Oh, uh, living on a prayer. Yeah, oh, wow. living on a prayer. Really yeah, now to do a remake to that for them. Yeah, that is crazy. Look at you, busy, busy. 
My goodness. Yeah, pandemic don't stop nothing. That's, pandemic don't stop nothing. That's you know good. what I mean? You got to still Developing keep on keeping artists, on. Developing artists, teaching them the business. Right, right. Wonderful. Yeah. Being that you originated, you are hip-hop. Please give us your description of what it is because they got the wrong idea these days. See, let me say this. First of all, I think on the other end of eternity. I think on the other end of eternity Mm -hmm. because the devil don't exist out there. His time will already be coming and gone. So when you think of it, that's the room that Michael Jackson stayed in in his mentality. On the other end, the devil don't exist out there. And then I don't chase orgasms. I chase life-gasms. You see what I'm saying? I heard that. And and hip-hop, the way I came up with the terminology hip-hop, because back in in 73 and and early 70s, the older heads used to see me and my little crew breakdancing, pop-locking, ticking, rapping, rhyming, writing, and graffiti, and all the aspects of the culture, not just rap. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And people get to get the misconstrued that rap is hip hop. Rap is a small smidget segment of hip hop. Hip hop is a culture that has many different uh, uh, attributes to it, or accolades, if you will. Now, hip, they used to say we was hip because we were popular with all that we did. So they throw that, that right black fist up in the air with the palms pointed outward and say, you young brothers are hip. Right. So that's right. where the terminology hip comes from. The term hop came from we was poor inner city kids we didn't have all that money so we had to hop over the turnstiles and sneak on a train and go to cypher meetings mm. so that's where the term the hip hop came from so people understand you need to understand that thugism drugism sex and violence is not hip hop that's the exploitation of the people the culture and your soul <clears throat> man threw fire on the mic one time I knew you knew the right answer. <laughs> I'm using your answer on the test. I tell you that right now. We getting the A. Yes. So for those that don't know, what is the difference between hip hop and rapping? Hip hop is the culture, the name of the culture, the entire culture. Mm-hmm. Just they 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 try to make it commercialized so that the powers that be the the the, the uh, the, the big companies and industry uh, companies and can make money to, to give it an industrial name. Hip-hop is the culture. Rap is a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. When somebody call you a rapper, you got to, to some extent, they're belittling you and they're narrow-minding you and they're keeping you in one dimension. You should be an MC and an entertainer. Entertainer mm-hmm. covers the whole entertainment business. You see what I'm saying? Right, And if right. you don't know the business, then you can, you can become labeled a, a rapper and, there, and, and then that has some negative connotations to it because of mm-hmm. all the negative stuff that happened throughout history with hip-hop. Mhm, mhm. <clears throat> yes, yes. Oh my goodness! I want to ask how. Please, please. I'm, sorry. Ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was gonna add to it to, to it, it lends these young folks that it's okay to talk about drugs. It's okay to talk about your your uh, your struggles in life. It is okay to talk about your struggles, but it's not okay to perpetuate drug selling, uh, abuse of women, abuse of yourself. Uh, uh, and 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 violence. It's not okay to perpetuate that because when you, when I say that when I say that I, I tell them in this perspective, 
station, but some people say that's all I know. So you telling me it's okay for me to kick in your door, mm-hmm. which is violence, breaking and entering, mm-hmm. and come into your house and, and take your little two or three month old baby and, and put a needle in, in, in its arm and shoot drugs in it. You telling me that that's okay? Because if you can rap about it and glorify it and then want to get paid from it, then you telling me that it's okay in your mindset and, mm-hmm. and it's okay when it's not your people or your family that's being hurt by it. So mm-hmm. you got to look at it. Be Have common sense about it. You want to disrespect women, but you don't want you want people to over-respect your mother, your sisters, your daughters, your aunts, your nieces, and your cousins, but you want to under-respect everything happening in life, bro. Right, right. I totally get it. I totally get it. In, in your opinion, how has hip-hop changed and what has time done to the culture? Time ain't do nothing to the culture. The, 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 the industry done it to the culture. Uh, hip hop came in and and it told mindset of of but in hindsight because the consciousness has left. We we losing you a little bit. People don't care about that microphone. I'm about who they hurt while I do. As long as they're making that money, they're good. You know what I mean? And, uh-huh. and that's that's the wrong mindset. That's selling your soul. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, plans to return immediately to hip hop? I'm, I, I never left. I, I still do shows. You know what I mean? I do all types of events. See, I'm. I'm 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 one of the very uh, one of the the uh, one of the only black artists to headline Mar-a-Lago. Not that I'm a Trump supporter or a Trump fan. Mm-hmm. I was a, a supporter of the office, mm-hmm. and and being hired to go in there, I performed for the first responders of 9/11, mm-hmm. the veterans, and stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So and then I, I do so many special and private events. I do bar mixers. I get I get call, I get I get gigs at places where other artists don't even think they can get a gig. Right, you right. Know, I, I do I do shows with sixty and seventy year old uh, white people, white Jewish people, uh, 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 not just African Americans, uh-huh. but I'm talking about Japanese. I did a show in Japan and nobody over there could speak English, but everybody knew the the, the, the every words to the songs that I would perform. I know that's right. English. I know that's right. <laughs> you made you taught them English for that. I know that's right. Wow. Do, do you feel like you've had the recognition you deserve in hip hop? No, no. You know, see, see, if I if I talk about killing, murder, drugs, sex, and all that, then they give me all the accolades and the props and all that because I'm do, doing the devil's work. Uh-huh. If I if I if I talk about uplifting our people and helping them become self uh, empowered and 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 then I'm, I'm 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 singled out as a bad person or somebody that they can't deal with because I'm strong in my conviction and I and I won't go out and sell my people out or disrespect them or overcharge a promoter to do a show. You know what I mean? A hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Well, that that's ridiculous to pay me to do a show. Instead, nobody else. <clears throat> I don't care how big my records and them get. If I'm part of the production or the promotion of the, of the show or part of of, uh, of the organization that put it together, that's that's different. I can get my percentage, mm-hmm. but to go and charge a, a produce a, a promoter, right? Especially right now in this pandemic uh, mentality season that we're in, 
it, a lot of people is losing jobs and losing money. So why would you go out and try to charge somebody something you know you wouldn't pay, no right. matter what the situation is? Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's a, it's about conscience. Got to use your mind. Do you want to be in it for the long haul, or are you in it for just a one time payoff? And then it, that's all we see from you. Right, right. I totally understand. What what takeaway do you like to give to your supporters, your fans? What do you want them to take away from your shows, from your speaking engagements? Uh, don't be one dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to 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 go out here and 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 that you can go in. Because you, you get educated educa- fields and you have experience, it's it's that's so great. Because if or music slow down like on the pandemic situation, now you got other. Uh, uh, me and my wife, I've got a catering off stuff. I mean, that things that fans and helps because I made you to be and when people find out who I am and that I'm just in their presence and they say you so humble and you so meek I say because I edify God he he comes first if it wasn't for him it wouldn't be me so I have to recognize that and understand that even through the good and the bad times even through when things are hard and things look impossible when I have my I use my faith to get me through it all right right oh my goodness can you talk about your experience working with the Sugar Hill Gang, and did you enjoy working with Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock? Well, yeah, well, I was signed, when we say Sugar Hill Gang, we say Sugar Hill Family. I was signed to Joey Robinson Jr. directly to his uh, his label, Bonamy Records, which was under the umbrella of, of Sugar Hill Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was blessed. To have that second time going there because when nobody beyond to them knew who I really was, they didn't know I was the kid approached in Brooklyn when I was when I was only ten and a half, eleven years old. They didn't know that I was the one she she brought up to up up to Inglewood uh, 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 rap when she heard me freestyling rhyming at a fruit stand where I was working to make a few dollars to help offset them back in the day. They didn't know that I, I'm grown now, and, I, and when I came, went to them, I was, I was, a, I was, a, I was a big guy now. So mm-hmm. when they, when she first approached me, I was so young I couldn't get in clubs and promote it to make it a business. So she got older people to, to <coughs> pardon me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm not, I'm not offended by that. What I got offended by is uh, don't leave out the truth about how it really came in some of the the, the stories that you write that they say. Excuse me. I gotta let that go by. I'm sitting outside and, uh, at the, on, on my on my balcony in the atrium and, and all these flowers. Let me show the people. Ooh wee! Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting outside on my on my little balcony. You know, so I'm, so. But uh, the bottom line is, she act in some of in some of the uh, the, the 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 interviews, reportings, uh, commentaries, and all that. They they had a story out where she said she asked another. Uh, guy to do it and he refused to do it to do the project which would have been was rapper's delight mm-hmm. and he refused to do it i never refused to do it i was too young she couldn't she couldn't exploit me or use me so mm-hmm. she got other people and and so the lo and behold the history goes where i i end up signing away my name my, my publishing everything as a young kid but i was too young anyway so i couldn't yeah. I, I didn't know nothing about hip-hop business because hip-hop wasn't even a culture then right i was doing this since 1975 and then, and uh, since 1973 actually i named it in 75 and when you look at 
the affidavits or all the write-ups. I always say 75. Then they try to give it to uh, 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 DJ Cowboy, said that they were doing it in the military. And the military, when you look at them, they were doing it in 1978. So now I said 73, 75. Now, that's way before 78. So right. you crush that. Then they try to give some accolades to cool DJ Hurt. No disrespect. Everybody have the, the right to their truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But in 1973 and 75, there was no such thing as the hip-hop DJ. It wasn't right. even a culture yet until right. I ended in 75. And said put all these attributes under that label of hip-hop. And turntables didn't even spin backwards. It was only uh, playing... 45 records mm-hmm. with a little dike in the middle and 78 records was real heavy and the turntables didn't even spin back they only had a, a black and a red wire if you spin that back hmm. it would break the wires would break and it wouldn't make no sound I don't care if you put the needle on it or not it was not going to make any sound so that time period and that thing just don't line up mm-hmm. so and then you look at they try to get to uh, African Pembala. African Pembala was a funk band already in existence that came from the islands that converted to hip hop. If right. you convert to something, that means that you didn't you didn't create it. Right. Period. Right. Right. So, I read know, about I, that. I deal mm-hmm. with the truth, time, frame, and era. And then Rob Bass, you know, and then the, the, the funny part is Rob Bass didn't even know who I was because I stay in my lane. I would never step on your toes to get ahead. I don't play that game. Mm-hmm. I don't sell you out. And I don't sell out. So he only knew me as G. So I, I would never step on his toes and say, yo, guess what, Rob? This is who I am. I'm this. I'm, and I never done that. And I wouldn't have done that, so I stayed in my lane. Mm-hmm. So now all the truth is coming out, and everybody is baffled. They, didn't, they don't know. They all might not want to believe it. But when you, when you, when you keep your, 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 your conscience clear, you don't step on another man's toes to get ahead. Right. And I, I would not do that to him. You know what I mean? So right. I stayed in my lane, and, when, and I never got involved with the rap battles because I always knew that this... This hip hop music and this hip hop culture was too an aggressive form of self expression that it would have negative consequences, such as the Biggie, the Tupac, and all that other stuff that went on. Right. That's why I never got into battle rap. When you sit there in front of a person, somebody may not have the pride in check like you have, and you right. say something about their mother or some truth that they done that was dirty. It could be, it could, it could lead to negative consequences. So right. my, the mindset is, I never got into battling, even with robbing them. I would say corny rhymes so that. They would say, uh, which, which kept my cloak and dagger in perspective. So when I went back to Sugar Hicken time, I went with me and Simon, actually Joey Simon, I did the catalog and then they, uh, in their vote with all they, 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 uh, they, 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 they reels and they, and they, they apex tapes and they, and they, and all that. I did the, the catalog for them by hand. I was just gathering information and looking up for information for myself so that I could cover myself. And uh, so going back and signing to them, they didn't know that this was the same little kid that their mom, they didn't know nothing about it. So when you talk to them, they, they lost. They don't, they don't know. They just think it's another person bringing a story. But you got to understand that Sugar Hill uh, legacy has a lot of questions in it yeah. when it comes to, to a lot of groups that, that went through a lot of turmoil. <clears throat> Wow, wow. Is there anything that you want to tell the people that maybe I didn't ask you? Other than, you know, being back on stage live and doing shows, and and it's always my pleasure to give an experience and come off the stage show and it's a pleasure, and I and I'm and I am taking bookings. All they gotta do is contact Hip Hop Elite, and she'll set it up. You know what I mean? Yes. Being long as it makes sense, and, and uh-huh. 
we're gonna do it and we're gonna let you on for game and then we she, we also got other artists that's under her tutelage too and her, her label yes that that we are pushing out there too that'll come along and i'll package up with some of them to go out and do some shows i got i'm working on my album now the only album that i'm gonna do and, um, and a bunch of singles. I'm putting out singles, but I'm going to do one album. This album, I'm working with Legends on it only. I got Little G from Silk on it, which is my Whoa. another one of my brothers. Uh, I got Tony Terry. You remember? Oh, you remember Tony Terry? Yes, yes I got Tony Terry Whoa. on there. You know, that, that's working on. A, that's will be on the album with me. And then I got. Uh, 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 I just went blank because the car went by here, and, and I, I also got. I got some heavy hitters on yeah. it. Just to, to say the least. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us today. Yeah, I appreciate I, you. I, I, 
tell them get to hip hop police get to hip hop police right leave a message with her talk to her she can get you in contact even through to you to get to us yeah that's the avenue it's always a way yes yes either hip hop police oh oh one more yes one more thing one more thing I'm a new granddaddy for the first time. I got a little granddaughter. I'm just like so granddaddied out right now. Oh, I posted her you. pictures up on. Look at you. 15 minutes old, she was out talking. She was talking to her G Paw. 15 Uh-oh. minutes out, she was talking, and I got it on video. Uh oh. <laughs> you already know who she riding with. You messed up now. That's your co pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it looks good on your side. Yeah, it looks good man. on you. Little, little loyalty, that's her name, loyalty. Oh, it's your poor girl. Yes. Royalty, yeah, royalty. Excuse me, not loyalty, royalty. Royalty, oh my yeah. goodness. Already, that's beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations. That is awesome. Thank yeah. you again for joining us today in the Wolf Den. We greatly appreciate you. And please come back anytime, sir. Anytime you want to talk about anything coming out, anything you want to push. <laughs> My platform is your platform. All right, we're pushing, we pushing right now, Be Where You Are, capital B, space, capital W, then H-E-R-E, the uh, capital U, and then space, capital R, Be Where You Are, and the feature is Michael Jackson. Go check that. That's going to be the bomb, man. Run it. That is crazy. Run it. Crazy. You heard it first. From the original G-Man of hip-hop. Understand. Please believe it. Thanks again for checking in with you, with your girl, Mags. I appreciate you. No problem. God bless you, and thank you for having me. God bless you as well, sir. You have for a wonderful me. evening. Peace. Love, peace, and hair grease, baby. Wolf Pussy out. Thank you for listening with us in the Wolf Den this week. Please don't forget to subscribe and vibe at wolfpussymonologues.com. Come back next week for more shits and shenanigans. Howl at you soon. It sound right, boy.